So I signed out some information about the Birdcage Theater, and uh, one of the things it said was that it was the place that Steve Martin got his start on the stage back in the 60s. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And uh, so I posted him that morning. I was uh, on the way to work, and I called my mom to tell her about that. I thought that was kind of funny. And my stepfather started laughing and said, yeah, maybe Steve Martin will call you. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, sure. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man and today to the woman who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, but who knows the great devotions, the great enthusiasms, who spends himself in a worthy cause, and who, in the end, at the best, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, that his name shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Welcome to the Dreamer's Moment. We interview people who are in the arena, chasing their dreams. Folks who discover that the best moments are the ones experienced in the middle of their pursuit. Hi there, this is Connie from the Disneyland Gazette, and you are listening to the Dreamer's Moment Podcast. Dave from Dave Land Web has been collecting and sharing a treasure trove of Disneyland pictures at his website DaveLandWeb.com for many years. Dave admits it's a labor of love more than anything else, but his efforts have brought him many magical moments, especially when folks send him a note of thanks, including one you've probably heard of. Our standard questions for uh, Disney folks is, what is your favorite Disney park, which I pretty much have a guess and um, which attraction is your favorite and do you have a favorite Disney restaurant? Well, the only two parks I've been to have been the Anaheim one and Orlando. And even though Orlando is a lot bigger and has a lot more things to do, I definitely still prefer Anaheim. There's just something about the fact that Walt was actually there from, you know, creation uh, until opening day and, for at least another 15 years. It's just something about it that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, you're definitely not alone. I, I meet more and more people who have very fond affections towards Disneyland. One, one of my theories is that I think the reason why Disneyland is so much more special is because they have less land. Hmm. So everything they do with it, they really have to carefully plan. Whereas in Orlando, it's so expansive, uh, I don't think that they really have to use quite as much attention to detail as they do at Disneyland. Now, I've never been able to find this out, but when they did California Adventures um, at Disneyland, what did what did they have to get rid of to put that there? Uh, the biggest thing they got rid of, from my understanding, is the parking lot, oh. which uh, it's kind of funny that now 
the fans are saying they wish they had kept the parking lot instead of putting California Adventure there. <laughs> Not sure why. Uh, I, I believe I believe they're taking care of that. The uh, expansion really looks pretty fantastic. It's another, uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. Yeah, sorry about that. I when I was there, um, I had to come and teach a class out there, and and uh, I, it was just entirely different pulling into that place than I remembered it when I when I was there in the '80s, early '80s, which was the last time before. So, yeah, it seemed like you. I mean, you could park a lot closer, and just the anticipation of walking up to the gate from your car is pretty exciting. Now you've got to go to the parking lot way out in yonder, then take the tram and. Then you're left off at downtown Disney and have to go through the security. It's it's different. <laughs> it was a lot different. Uh, how about attraction? Did you have a favorite attraction there? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, but I I, I would say the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. That, uh, there's something about that I could ride that over and over again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid. Especially when it's in its, it's regular mode, not the, the Nightmare Before Christmas mode. Oh, I've not done that. It's, what, it's just too different? You know, it's an interesting twist. Basically, um, they just kind of do an overlay. So there's a lot of, uh, like, the fluorescent painted type uh, things and a few different twists. But uh, it's not quite as, uh, how do I say this? Uh, the, the, the creativity in the original attraction and what that is, it's just so amazing. So many subtle details and the thought that went into it. It's just, just incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, did they, do they change the, the hitchhikers at the end? For the Nightmare Before Christmas, they do. Uh, oh. They pretty much ripped those, those guys out for that, and they put in a uh, big boogie-boogie audio <laughs> animatronic and a casino wheel. So, you know, it, it's fun. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad it's only there for a few months. But it's something different, and I, I can appreciate what they're doing. They're trying to shake things up a little bit and get people to check out an old attraction. Oh, sure. Now, how about a restaurant? And I, I, ha I did get a chance to eat at the Blue Bayou when I was there, so that, of course, is very good. Uh, but what do you like there at Disneyland? Uh, I do love the Blue Bayou. I love the, the Monte Cristo. That yes. is just delicious. Now, I, I do have to say it's... Uh, a little different than it was years ago. It seems like it's a little less uh, greasy or fatty. There was something about the uh, way it originally was just out of this world, but it's still good. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. I was there in the early 80s, and uh, I I did prefer it then than the redesign. I know the newer one is fancier, but it was a little darker and kind of a little more um, just authentic, I thought, back then. They also used had um this was right around the time of the fiftieth, they had a fried cheesecake which was just out of this world. Mm. Um can't even begin to describe it. It was just so tasty. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm trying to get out there uh mainly because I want to see World of Color. That's that's pretty incredible too. And before we go away on restaurants, there's a, a restaurant inside of Green Californian that is one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. It's called the Napa Rose. Oh, yeah. I have heard about it. It's a higher end, but uh, it's a delicious meal, great experience, really, really fantastic. Okay, Napa Rose and World of Color. I think I got enough reason to, to come on out. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk a little bit about Dave Land Webb. Um, 
What exactly is Dave Land Web? Well, right now, the way it is, it's divided into three sections. One small section features my paintings, which I like to do portraits. Mm -hmm. Another section features my photography in different cities that I travel to. And then the biggest section, which I like to call a runaway train, is the section that I have with uh, pictures of, of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Pretty much a historical uh, photo history from day one up until the present. And I've also got a fair amount of pages on Disney World, but my main focus is Disneyland. Yeah, I looked at that and I said, this is the kind of work that you put into it. And I don't think you can't appreciate it until you go out to your site. That will, you know, it will be in the archives uh uh, you know the kind of the kind of things that I think Disney likes to have people do. I, you know, Disney hasn't done done this, correct? I, I've never seen it. Yeah, and that's kind of what got me onto it. I um, I really found, especially during the 50th anniversary, that I just reconnected with Disneyland and just thought, what a special place. And I noticed that there were a few blogs that were posting some historic pictures, and uh, none of them were were run by Disney. They were all fan sites. Mm -hmm. uh, Disney just at that point really only seemed interested in what Disneyland was offering today. So I started building the site myself. And like I said, it was kind of like a runaway train. I, it does seem though that, um, especially with the creation of D23 and the Disney archives seems to be a little bit more public now. It seems like they're realizing that there's really a, a fan interest in that. Good point. Yeah, now that I think about it, have uh, do you connect with D23? I'm assuming you've been to it. I'm I'm a member of D23. I uh from day 1. Huh. I would think that they would be interested in some of your photos. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, in one of their issues, I noticed that they uh they used a photo that was on my site. It was a uh Wow. And I, and I know it was the one from my site just because of the way it was cropped and the coloring and the uh, the retouching, which, I mean, I guess I kind of take that as a as a compliment. But So so I, I know they check out my site. I, there are a number of people that work for Disney that have told me that they check it out every day, and they like to use it as a resource to tell other people that work there, hey, this is, uh, this is what it used to be like or this really did exist. So that, that, that makes me feel pretty pretty flattered. But I'm assuming that, uh, that your site really gets the attention of people like me who had their first trip to Disneyland when they were uh, younger and they want to go back and kind of experience some of that through your photos. Yeah, I, I get a lot of comments from people that I would say would be of our vintage. But then I also get a lot of uh, emails from people that used to work at the park from back in the 1950s. And that, that to me is really special. People that worked there in the 50s and 60s who you know, are grateful to be able to see these pictures of the special place they used to work at and then for them to share memories with me. That's that's really fun, too. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be fun. And knowing some of the people who have worked at Disneyland and they come right out, you know, from the early years of working directly with Walt, you know, so that must have been yeah. pretty exciting. Can you tell us average visitors, um, you know, because you, you have such an extensive um, uh, photo library, how... What about the parks would the average, you know, visitor miss that um, you would catch and you'd want and you think we should pay attention to? Well, yeah, I, I think so many. What I notice when I go to the park is that people just seem to run through Town Square and the Main Street area 
to get to, you know, like the Star Tours ride or Space Mountain. And there are so many things in that first town square area, the great, uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. What a fantastic attraction. Uh, every day they had the flag lowering ceremony at about, I think it's 445, which is so special. And that's just in the first area of the park. I'm afraid I've been guilty of that. And, uh, yeah, and I've heard others talk about that. My first trip to Disneyland was December of 1970. I was uh, visiting my grandmother in San Diego. My whole family's from San Diego, but we had moved out east when I was very little for a job change for my father. And I still remember that Christmas going to San Diego and finding out that we were going up to Disneyland. I was fairly young at that point. I was uh, six years old. But I still remember certain parts of that. I mean, seeing the, the three little pigs, who I don't think you really see in the park that much anymore at all. Uh, these gigantic characters that were dressed up as the three little pigs. I saw Mickey and Minnie. And as soon as I walked into the park, I got my picture taken with them. That was a total thrill for me as a, as a little kid, having seen all the movies. Um, I just remember it's a fantastic place, all the magic, the attractions. I loved and still do the dark rides. Those are my absolute favorite. Uh-huh. To go into the vehicle and go into a... Um, you know, the dark environment and go into each of the scenes and have them come to life. That just was incredible. We're, we're agreed with you on that one. <laughs> my I also at that time, uh, the cameras that my brothers had, I don't think I had a camera since I was so young, but my two older brothers, they had the Polaroid cameras. So when you right. took the picture, you had to stand by a trash can because you had to wait for the, the film to develop, pull it apart, and then wipe the, um, the little stick that had the, uh, oh, I can't remember, the fixer on it. Mm-hmm. So every time you took a picture, it was about a 10-minute process. Definitely different from digital. <laughs> might take up a little time if you're snapping lots of photos. Yeah, and by, oh, the treasure I have is that my mom still had the negatives from the photos from that day. Oh. So those... Those are absolutely special to me. Oh, yeah. Um, so obviously uh, you visited again during your childhood? Yeah, I think the, the next time that I have pictures are from, I think it was 1975. So that would have been about five years later. That, uh, that trip doesn't stick out to me quite as much in my memory. I kind of remember going, um, but I can't say that I remember specific parts of that trip. Again, my mom still has the negative, so I have the photos to kind of jar my memory a little bit. I started my personal website you know, a few years after the, the web boom began, so that would have been back in, uh, I think it was about 2001. And at that point, my website was just a place for me to post my travel pictures, uh, kind of like an online diary, and then I put pictures of my paintings. Then right around the time of the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, which would have been about 
2004, 2005, when I started going more often, um, I started noticing that there were blogs out there that posted these vintage pictures from the 50s. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. And I was like, well, I wonder where they can get these pictures. And I started collecting them. And then once I started collecting them, I made my own blog and started putting them on my website. And uh, pretty much instantaneously started getting comments and feedback. And the more I collected, the more I wanted to collect. And the more I collected, the more I learned about what some of these attractions were. And I, I would get pictures and I saw a picture in 1950s photo that had uh, the Disneyland Railroad and right next to it, it had a picture of looked like a futuristic toy train. And I had no idea that what that was and found out it was the Viewliner, which was basically the predecessor to the monorail. And it was only there for about a year. Huh. It was basically like a, uh, a miniature train looked kind of, uh, Futuristic for what they would consider the future to be back then, but okay. it uh, seemed kind of small, and it would go from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland and back and forth. And uh, I don't think it really met Walt's desire to be a total train of the future. It just kind of looked like a, a retro car with a bunch of um, trains on the back of it. And that's when the monorail came to be. Huh. Yeah. The liner died after a year, and the monorail was put in. So that's probably the piece that you really, if you could have bought it, bought part of it, that'd be worth a lot more because it's one of those, you know, it wasn't around very long. <laughs> I, I believe it was probably one of the shortest lived attractions that was ever at Disneyland. It was probably not even quite a year. That and the Mickey Mouse Circus, that was something else I learned about that I'd never heard of before, uh, that Walt had a circus there for a very short time that the Mouseketeers performed in and had animals and it was kind of a bomb. No one really wanted to go to Disneyland to see a circus because they could see a circus elsewhere. Huh. So that that died a, a quick death as well. Wow. I, I Obviously, I have to look further into your site. I, I didn't see either of those and those are the kind of interesting little pieces of history that you know you just don't hear about. Yeah, you know, people will, will rip on Disneyland for some of the mistakes they make. and But, you know, you look at Walt, and he made a few stumbles, too, but he learned from them and moved on. That's that's part of the whole thing about allowing Disneyland to grow and keeping it changing and always trying to improve it. Along the way, you're always going to have a few missteps. It's like anything. Well, it is a real uh, <laughs> time uh, time user for me. It's you know, collecting the photos, scanning them in. So there are times when I think, why am I spending all this time on it? You know, I, I need to do stuff on my house or would love to just get a little relaxation here. But then, you know, right about that time, I'll get an email from someone, like, for example, someone who used to work at the park, and they'll say, you know, wow, you brought back such special memories for me. Um, and that that that's when I think, yeah, I really need to keep this thing going. Hmm why I like Disneyland so much. It, it is special for so many different people. Yeah, somebody put it to me, it's it's a labor of love. and uh, That's it. It's, it's <laughs> not a labor for money. It's definitely a labor <laughs> of love. I had uh, gotten a batch of slides 
that I thought were supposed to be Disneyland slides, and when I got them, about half of them were from Knott's Berry Farm. And I was really disappointed because at that point, I'd never been to Knott's, really didn't have a huge interest in it. And uh, the person who sold them to me said, oh, hey, I, you know, I'd be happy to refund your money if you just want to turn them back in. I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll keep them. You know, I appreciate your honesty. Scanning them in, and I see these pictures that look like they came from a high school play. Uh, so even though my my website is predominantly Disney, for my blog every now and then I'll branch out and put something else on there. And I thought, well, I'll go ahead and post these Knott's photos because I'm sure that they would be of interest to somebody. They were from uh, the 60s. So I thought, well, I might as well do a little quick research and see what this theater is all about so that I don't seem like a total moron when I'm posting these. And I did a quick web search and saw that on the web that there was a theater at Knott's Berry Farm called the uh, the uh, the Birdcage Theater. That's it. So I found out some information about the Birdcage Theater, and uh, one of the things it said was that it was the place that Steve Martin got his start on the stage back in the 60s. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So as I'm scanning these in, I'm getting ready to post them. I thought, hmm, 60s, and these slides are from the 60s. I wonder if, by some chance, Steve Martin is in these. I took a closer look at him, and he was in three of the shots. And you can definitely tell it's him by the posture and the facial expressions. And uh, I thought, wow, how cool is that? You know, just by chance, I happened to get a hold of these. And uh, so I posted them that morning. I was uh, on the way to work, and I called my mom to tell her about that. I thought that was kind of funny. And my stepfather started laughing and said, yeah, maybe Steve Martin will call you. (laughs) I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I got to work. A few hours later, I had an email, uh, because I have an email button on my website. And uh, it was an email from Steve Martin. He had seen the pictures on my blog and thought they were great and uh, was hoping I could get him some copies of them. So, you know, that was a great door that opened. Um, (laughs) I'll say. And then, just recently, about a year ago, I happened to stumble upon a photo of him where it showed him at his very first job working at Disneyland selling the guidebooks. And uh, he said it was one of only three pictures he knew that was in existence that showed him working at the park. One is the one that most people see where he's in the magic shop with the the checkered shirt on. Mm -hmm. Another one he said he had in his possession but um, had lost it over the years. He didn't know if it was in his house somewhere. And then the third one was the one that I had just stumbled upon. He he called it the Holy Grail. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was uh, pretty fun. Wow. That is fun. So the rarities are the things that I really like to find, the things that you know, capture a moment for somebody and bring back a memory. And I mean, there's tons of pictures of the castle, but it's nice to find the pictures of the attractions that are no longer there or the the lesser-known parts of Disneyland. Hmm. Okay. No, that's perfect. I mean, now, did you say you actually, um, you, your correspondence with Steve Martin was by email, or did you actually talk to him? Uh, both. Wow. Yeah. That's- that's amazing. Huh. He seems like a nice guy. Very nice guy. Very talented, too. I don't know if you've uh, caught any of his banjo concerts. Oh, yeah. He plays for the, uh, the Steve Canyon Rangers. Uh, he just won the, the Bluegrass Entertainer of the Year Award. 
<laughs> I think I saw him on some show, and he mentioned that. And uh, yeah, and he doesn't act. He's kind of looks half fun, you know, like he's joking when he's playing. But he's he's great. He is definitely. I would call him a Renaissance man. The concerts are fantastic. He's written the songs, uh, and you know, he does some of his comedy in between. So it's really makes for an enjoyable evening. Yeah. With his, you know, he used to do the magic work, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, I've seen him uh, juggling, and you know, he just—he's got that. He's got—he's talented in every way. <laughs> Great writer too. His—he uh, recently did a book about the art world that I thoroughly enjoyed. Hmm. Very talented guy. Yeah, doesn't seem to age either. No, he looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Again, by a total coincidence, my mom happens to live where I grew up in a neighborhood that's not very far from uh, Julie Nixon Eisenhower. And on one of my recent visits, uh, they happen to be friends as well. Um, I thought, boy, that would really be cool to do an interview with her because she and her sister had christened the monorail. Hmm. And uh, my mom talked to her and she immediately graciously responded that she would love to spend some time with me. So, uh, on one of my visits back home, she had me over to her house. What a sweet, sweet lady. She oh. had just nothing but good things to say about Walt himself, uh, about her memories of that trip in 1959. She and her family grew up in that area, and they went to Disneyland. I mean, they were frequenters of it. And uh, she just thought the place was fantastic, thought was, Walt was fantastic. She and uh, Diane Disney had continued a friendship as well. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really special thing. She brought out a book that the Disney Corporation had put together for her a few years back that had photos of all the trips that she and her family had taken to Disneyland. Wow. Oh, that would be great. So you actually sat in her house? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> was, it, was it a mansion or I don't... No, it was a um, very, very nice house, but definitely not a mansion. She, she was very down-to-earth, just the nicest lady, and uh, really good about answering questions. I'm a huge, huge fan of Walt Disney's. And, oh. uh, you know, she had shared with me that one of the things that she and Diane Disney had discussed recently about how, um, you know, it can really be upsetting and frustrating to hear the public say nasty things about a parent. Mm-hmm. and uh, things that they had gone through, but that, you know, they both knew what fine, upstanding people their parents really were. And mm-hmm. Walt and, and Richard Nixon were, were very good friends. And wow. yeah, just, just a lot of great stories there. Wow. Well, that's great. Now, just so I, I know that interview. So is just a, something that you've uh, written as a story. That is correct, and I put that up on my uh, website. It's under the uh, the Nixon section. Okay. And she shared the book with me, and I put some of the photos from that up there, and then uh, the questions I, I asked her about, I put up there as well. Hmm. well I'll definitely check yeah, that I mean, out. The, the, I don't know if you remember too much about the whole monorail thing, but when she and her sister tried to cut the ribbon, the ceremonial scissors wouldn't cut it. <laughs> And, 
you know, she just went on about what a great man Walt was. He was so quick thinking. He just grabbed the thing and pulled it apart himself. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, when you see, who was it? Wasn't it Harry Truman's wife who couldn't break the bottle yeah. on that? <laughs> the champagne bottle. That's a, that's a great clip, too. Yeah, uh, that was good. But, you know, uh, even 50 years later, she got a smile on her. She could, said she remembered riding the Matterhorn as a little girl and just the attention to the detail of the whole park. It's, it is amazing to see people's faces light up. My, uh, my dream outcome, as far as the website goes, would be if Disney approached me and said, hey, we'd like you to continue this, but we'd like to assist you and hire you to do that. That would be a dream. Yeah. I can't um, see why they wouldn't. I mean, your your photos are amazing. And uh, and I think it's also the organizational way, too, that I do it. I, I think that that, I mean, that's a lot of work. Hmm. And uh, it does seem to be a format that's reader-friendly. So, yeah, that that would definitely be a dream. Well, let's um, remind everybody where they can catch catch your work at. Your website is at? DaveLandWeb.com. And when you get to the that intro page that's there, um, there's a button you can click to see my artwork, a button you can click to see my photography, and then there's a button that takes you right to that Disneyland index with that animated uh, map of the park that we had talked about earlier. Yeah, plan on uh, spending a little time, and especially for people I think who who were who were there in uh, you know twenty to thirty years ago, it'll really bring back some great memories. Thanks again, Dave, and uh, we sure look forward to seeing your continued work out at Dave Land Web. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Dean. I really appreciate the opportunity. 